Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. I am Alex Cruzy. And today we are off to a uh, nondescript. <laughs> I don't know where we are off to, to be honest. There is abstract numbers and collecting and, uh, and bulls, bulls for some reason. <laughs> In the interesting game, uh, interesting theme game, I should say, Take Five. Uh, this is a game that came out in 1998, way back in 98, the heyday of board games and video games. Uh, it is a two to six player game designed by Wolfgang Kramer. Wolfgang, I don't know if it's Gong. I don't know. I just put a little spin on that. I'm not really sure how to pronounce Wolfgang. Wolfjangangi. Wolfsvangangis. <laughs> Kramer, uh, art by Franz Vohinkel, or Vovinkel, perhaps. I don't know. I'm not good at pronouncing German. And published by Amigo. Uh, this gameplay is listed at 60 minute playing time, age 10 plus, but of course the community says, no, knock two years off of that, and then you got it right, as usual, and I would probably agree with that, and weighted at 1.48. So, pretty light game here, and it is a game of strategy, <laughs> is how it's described, <laughs> uh, which is, uh, uh, yeah, very appropriate. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's uh, there's not much I can say about the game before we talk about how to play it. So let's just dump uh, jump. Let's just dump that, and we'll just forget how to play it this time. Uh, let's just jump into that, and then we can talk more about our thoughts about the game itself. Okay, uh, playing the game, you're gonna have a deck of cards. There's 104 cards in the deck. You will not be playing with all of them in any particular round. Uh, the game's gonna. It's one of those games where you want to not score a lot of points. Uh, so you want to be playing cards such to not score points. In this case, points being bull's heads. Uh, you're going to deal out 10 cards to every player, no matter what the player count is. Uh, and then you're going to flip over four, four cards face up into a uh, into the area. And these kind of form the starts of four rows. Uh, and then essentially... That starts a round. You will play as many rounds as it needs to until someone scores 66 points, which will end the game, and whoever has the lowest amount of points will win. Uh, to play well, uh, you want to not get cards. Uh, and to not get cards, you need to play the right cards. What cards should you play? Basically, you can play any cards. Uh, and you've, you're usually pretty good. As I mentioned, there are four rows. You just don't want to add the sixth card in any row the way it works is in these 104 cards they are all unique they are numbered one through 104 uh, and some of them have bulls heads on them well, actually all have bulls, bulls heads on them but not some of them have less bulls and some of them have more bulls uh, a good good number of them just have a single bull on them a couple of them have two some of them have three uh, some of them have five and i think there's one that has like 11 or something on them it's if if you care about which ones there it's, it's like one's divisible by five eleven and I think like some other number you'd think I'd care more seeing as I I like math but it doesn't really matter which ones they're on you just know it because there's a bunch of bulls on them uh, what's gonna happen is you will all pick one of your cards place it face down and then once everyone's picked one you will f all flip them over and then in order from lowest to highest you will add them to the appropriate row. What is the appropriate row, you might ask? You will look at the end card of each row and go, all right, this card that is first to go added, uh, which one is it higher than, but also not 
lower, higher than some other one. So for example, if you had two rows, one row that ends in a five and another row that ends in a 20, if you were to play an 18, it's higher than a five, but it's not higher than a 20. So you'd put it in front of the five. If you played a 25, yes, it's higher than the five, and it's also higher than the 20, but since it's higher than the, it, you just put it in front of the closest one it's higher than. You'd then put it in front of the 20. Uh, and this would continue on uh, playing until everyone's added their cards. If at any point in time someone adds the f sixth card, or not the fifth, but the sixth card, uh, that means that row gets cleared. All five of those cards now get added to the person's scoring pile. Uh, and the card that they were to place gets added as the start of a new row. Uh, so it refreshes. Uh, you might then ask the logical question, if you're really smart, of what happens if you play a card that isn't higher than any of the end rows? Uh, in which case, then, if if you were to place a card, let's say, for example, in that case of the 5 and the 20, and there are other cards that are higher, uh, you were to play a 2. The 2 is definitely lower than the 5 and the 20. You would pick any one of the rows to clear out and add to your scoring pile, and then you would start a new row uh, with that too. You can pick any one. Usually you're probably going to pick the one that has the lowest amount of bulls, so you score the lowest amount of points. Although it is possible you might pick one that would totally mess with other people's numbers because it's possible they were like, oh, well, if I add this, then it's going in this row. You can totally take that row out and then end up forcing them to take a large pile of points, uh, even though you might only have to take a few more points to do so. Uh, and basically, that is the entirety of the game. Uh, <laughs> and it, once once a round ends, you'll just take all those cards, shuffle them back together, and start the whole process over. Uh, you keep track of your score on either a piece of paper or, as we do, an app. And again, uh, once someone hits 66 or more, the game ends, and whoever has the lowest amount of points wins the game. And there you go. That is take five, or take five. It's got an yes, one of those it's games the one with the exclamation, exclamation point. point. <laughs> it, the one without the exclamation point is a completely different game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like the... Um, isn't the... the I've heard there's something about the publishing of the original Dutch edition is called Take Five, but it's actually a progenitor of this game. Anyway. <laughs> the, uh, I think the original game is called Six Nimit. Yeah, uh, in Germany. So I I don't know what that means. It's ir irritating that they use a different number. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible that Nimit means like six is bad or something like that. I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> uh, for some reason they yeah they have a real real phobia of six. <laughs> Um, yeah, Take Five. Take Five is an interesting game. I I had my only playthrough was this with uh, when you were visiting and we played this one. Um, I I like Take Five. I have to say though, we were playing a lot of games at that time, and Llama was one of them. And th Llama kind of overshadowed this game for me. I think I would have been more taken with Take Five if we hadn't played another abstract number game. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's that's not they're no by no means similar. And I, I like Take 5. I think it's a good game. But uh, Llama is a sillier game. This is more of a strategic-focused yeah. game. It's not heavy, but it's more of a, um, you know, you're just thinking about the strategy. Llama's just like, blah, blah, blah. Here's a goofy llama that someone threw out, you know. <laughs> so so it's got that weird element of silliness to it. So what's your take on this game and taking out, and how is it received by people in your experience? Um, all right. So 
I, I will concur that it is, I can see how you might get uh, lost in the whole, like, oh, well, well, I really like this other. The Llama is definitely a much shorter game. It's a much quicker game. It is a bit more of a luck-based game than this game. Uh, yeah, in, in take true. In Take 5, the only luck is your starting hand. Everything else, you just kind of have to read other people and what they might do, and you kind of basically push where the risk is at uh there's sometimes where you're like all right if i do this there's a low risk there have definitely been games where i'm like i'm gonna do this but i'm i'm pretty sure someone's gonna play a card that's gonna clear a row and then i'm gonna be forced to pick up a ton of points and the last time i played this that is exactly what happened like three times i'm like i knew it i knew i shouldn't have done it and i did it why did i do that I'm a fool. Uh, so, yeah, um, it's it's definitely much more heavy strategy. Uh, every time I've brought this out, most people tend to like it. They're a little bit confused. They, they don't quite understand the, oh, yeah, it goes in front of this number. And they're always just like, well, wait, if I play something lower, I'm like, if you play something lower, it clears out. And you pick which one you want. It's just getting down those, those, those rules of like, okay. But you also have to ignore all the numbers that are behind. You only care about the number that's in front. So there's often times where people are like, but I played this and there's this number here shouldn't it go in between that i'm like no numbers don't go in between any numbers once people get like the first like two cards played out they usually catch on and then they're angry at themselves for picking up so many bull's head points uh throughout the earlier rounds but they're they're usually they sink their teeth in pretty quickly um yeah it, it, it works really well for taking out i think most of the time i've played this it's been we've taken it out um somewhere the last time i played it we were at I don't know, some restaurant on a picnic table somewhere. It works out really okay. well. Um, it it does take up a bit of space just because those rows keep growing, but they always kind of die down. And you you have your own personal space in front of you, which is, you know, completely clear. It's just in the middle of the table. You need some room for stuff. That's, that's about it. Everything else it works quite well with. And um, uh, as for player numbers, I it's it's not that great at two um i've played it at two it's kind of it's not as intense because yeah. it takes a while for those rows to build up uh and you know it's just it you're never you're never that worried you, there's only one other card that can mess with you whereas in a three or four or five person game it's just like all right i gotta worry about three other cards that might mess me up i gotta do a lot more thinking about what i want to do or what might go wrong uh, and so kind of plan for that or, or all right, do I really want to keep all these high cards? Do I want to have low cards near the end of the game? What kind of what kind of strategy am I going for type of a thing? And so there's a lot more interesting decisions. Uh, I haven't I think the highest player count I've played is like six, which was still pretty good. I don't know if I'd want to go much higher than that. Um, from what I've heard and I've seen a couple of other reviews of this, it just it's very like rough and clunky when you get to those higher player counts because then there's hmm. the strategy is gone at that point because it's there's no way you can predict if you're playing at the the 10 player level what nine other people might do and even if you could right, right. it's gonna be just chaos it it could be something where oh that thing that cleared out but then the other people played their cards and then it refilled back up and now you're taking another pile that you had no way to plan for type of a thing it's it's just absolute madcap at that point which uh for a game where you're trying to strategize uh i just don't i don't think it's that great you can do it uh if you're in the mood for something like that but 
for a game where you're going to be playing multiple rounds over and over again and yeah with with it being diluted that much it's going to you're going to have to play a lot more rounds unless someone majorly screws up and there's no way to account for that so i don't think i'd want to play that long of a game in that yeah, respect yeah so. not with this game yeah i could see that being very tedious with this game uh in that situation for sure <clears throat> um yeah no i okay that all makes sense i i uh it's interesting to hear about the higher player counts, but that makes a lot of sense too because there's there's there are interesting strategies here, and and the, having the not only just the number collections, uh, the points, then having you know the point you're trying to avoid points, but also there is I will say the a fun part of this game is um, having a strategy play off where someone else takes a row with tons of bulls in it, and you're like ha 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 that's right, and uh, setting that up <laughs> or putting your bulls in areas um, that you know affect the other players there's a really fun strategy of creating pitfalls for other players that are you're trying to avoid and then there's this, the times when you accidentally take have to take the row with all the balls and you're like damn it <laughs> this is so frustrating so there are really fun moments in this game but i don't want it to make it sound like it's just like this game's boring and trash and i don't like it at all but um yeah, we played a three-player game, and I thought that was a really good player count for this. I could see adding another person into it as well, um, but three was three was really fun. Three was a, a good player count for this, and it felt like you got a lot of those opportunities for strategy. Like you were mentioning before, you have the ability to kind of read your opponents to a degree and kind of know what they're trying to do and, and try if you can, offset that. But also you have, of course, you're limited by your hand, and you have decisions to make based on what you need to do as well to make sure you're avoiding points. So... It was uh, it was a fun balance. I I, I will say that for sure. Um, God, there's something I'm trying to. There's some, a game. This this reminds me of another game. It's at the back of my head and I can't remember. So I'll pro- I'll, I'll think about it. But um, but yeah. So this is a good one that would be pretty versatile. But take the six player count with a grain of salt. It's interesting. The community says it is best at five. I would say. Five is probably the perfect level just because it right from the get go, you could play a card and be like, oh, I'm already taking five. It it usually doesn't happen. People tend to diversify. Uh, the, the good strategy to take is if I have a number that's really close to a number, I'm probably going to play that one. Yeah. And so people tend to spread out in the beginning, uh, but it definitely gets filled up pretty quick. Uh, and then really it's just like, all right, what can I play that – Maybe I'm going to play further out so that hopefully someone else takes something. But if you play too far out, then you might end up taking something else or a row might clear out. Or you might be like, well, someone might play a low card. So then it'll clear out a row. And so hopefully I can play one of my low cards, but not too low type of a thing. There's a, there's a lot of things you have to think about. And you know, I mean, you could pay attention to other cards people are playing uh but that is way too like above my head to be thinking about right right (laughs) yeah that's uh this isn't the game to be (laughs) high level strategizing it's uh it's pretty straightforward so you're not going to be in and out of it pretty quick uh per turn um okay yeah all right let's talk about taking it out then so taking it out what is this going to look like on the table um, that's going to be pretty simple. The um, let's see, I'm going to bring up. Uh, oops, oh boy, sorry everybody, I'm navigated. <laughs> I accidentally closed my browser window, so let me bring that oh, back up. Oh boy, sometimes my clicky hand is not accurate. Do we need to take five while you fix that? Do you mind if we take five? Five, everybody, <laughs> stage two, <laughs> theater shorthand here. 
Um, all right. Okay, so, yes, yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I am... You're going to have to remind me how many rows there are for the... Cause it, there are four rows, and there are yeah, 104 was, cards. <laughs> okay, well, there we go. Um, and so, and... Yeah, all right, so, yeah, there we go. That's pretty much it. All right, I, I'm sorry. I love this one. <laughs> I'm going to edit this out, because <laughs> I'm, like, really, like... Great! <laughs> trying to fight my computer here. I'm going to yeah. reference this throughout the rest of the podcast, so you cannot yeah, edit, so it can't edit it out. You remember how, <laughs> at about 16 minutes in, we were... You're really struggling. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm just going to make it up. Too much... <laughs> Dilly dallying. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this. And um, okay, there we go. Taking it out. So when this hits the table, it's going to be a pretty straightforward setup with a hand, as you might have mentioned, with a, um, a card-based game. In the middle of the table is going to be the central tableau that is going to be growing and shrinking as the rounds progress. There are going to be four rows that are established, and those are going to be of varying numbers. Those are going to be added to as the game rounds progress, and so they're going to be growing, uh, but then they will be taken away as someone has to take them. In front of you are going to be your collections of car- collection of cards on the table that of the rows that you had to take away, and then additionally, there is going to be your hand of cards, and that will be, not bear with me here, in your hand. Uh, the hand of cards are going to be five cards, and that is the game. That's pretty much it. So that is not a lot of stuff to be able to have to set up and a pretty easy thing to get in the on the table for a takeout game. I would say, I don't know, I'm trying to think if this passes the pizza test. I think it probably does because you can you can tuck that central tableau off to the side, but it definitely benefits from central location. Um, more than like other games that you could just it's for a visual thing because you're interacting with those rows constantly. Um for the pace of the game, I think it probably isn't the best pizza game. So I think you can, but it definitely is not. It's definitely a uh, – it's losing it's a little a bit of something. Fit. Yeah, it's going to be losing a little bit of something to have this game where people – like some games, you know, we have, we talk about where you can tuck something off to the side or there's a board and one person kind of be managing that or it's just information that people have to see. This one, you re- you know, you're laying cards down or you're grabbing a row. So you're really interacting with this individually. And I think it would be annoying if one person was like, oh, where do you want this card? I'll take it for you. I'll put it over here. Oh, what row do you need to take? Okay, I'll take this. And, you know, I think that would be kind of annoying. So, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna amend that. I don't think this passes the pizza test. <laughs> I'm just going to say I'm fine. i'm just gonna say it doesn't uh you can make it work but i don't think it passes the criteria i have just created for the pizza test (laughs) so um yeah take five is a really good taking out game this is the nice thing about it is you can throw it in a bag you can um have this at the ready pretty easily to throw at a table the fact that it does play at least for sure five and then maybe if you want to test your limits with the game six uh, is really nice because you, you can you you if you have a small group you can incorporate them or um, everyone can take part in this game, and the vibe is pretty good. I will say this the, for a takeout game. I think this is a good one because it does allow, you know, the decisions aren't mind melting. There are definitely strate- strategy here to consider, but you it definitely allows table talk. It allows. Um, 
you know, some time to like take a sip or take some bites. It is more like Alex mentioned at the beginning. It is more thinky than llama. So there is more. You are concentrating a little bit more. Less, it's less beholden on luck. So it's definitely you're you're thinking of the right play. But it definitely allows for chatting and th- stuff like that. So I could see this being a good bar game to take out. Um, I would probably prefer Llama personally just because the silliness of it, I think, lends a better vibe in that way. But Take 5 definitely has its pluses. And I could see this. I could see people falling on that side too based on their type of play as well. So, um, all right. Who is it for and who is it not for? Um, I mean, this is a pretty straightforward gamers gamery game. I think, I guess, if, it's, if you want a sillier game... Then, kind of like what I mentioned before, Llama's probably the side you would fall on for... I, I, I like how I'm thinking, like, these are two sides of a coin. It's either take five or it's Llama. There <laughs> it's one or the other. You can't do both. <laughs> but I think if you are more of a luck... If you like luck but in your game, and a little, even a, a little bit, then that's the only thing I could be like, if you had a choice, you might choose another game like Llama. I don't yeah. think you would dislike this game, but I definitely feel like that's the biggest thing that strikes me as a who is it for and who it's not for in, in as a gamer. Um, other other than that, I think it's really accessible. It's easy to teach. It's easy. It, there are some very satisfying moments in, in here as you clear rounds and you avoid points or you avoid traps and pitfalls or you have the right card in the sequence to just play it next. And uh, everyone thinks like, oh, he's not going to be he's got to take something. And you're like, no, I don't. Uh, that's really satisfying. So there are some really satisfying moments in this game. So I think pretty broadly applicable. I just think that if you like a little more silliness, then this is probably not going to be your favorite. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I, th- I think I agree with you. It, it's it's all about how much luck you want in there. Um, there's definitely – it's it's not one of those games where it's going to be a draw and play. It's not like Phase 10 or something like that where it's just like you're at the whim of what you draw because you're not drawing cards. Everything you have to look at is what you have to look at. You don't draw cards – you're just planning based off of what you have and what you see out in the field, and it, it it there are definitely interesting decisions. So, if you're looking for something that has a a bit more bite, but not a lot of bite, it's like kind of in the middle there. Yeah, because uh, the luck is based off of what everyone else does, and if you can read people, if you can know the kind of strategy that other people are going to take, you can usually plan pretty well, or at the very least, you can uh, kind of shift the odds knowing what other things might get played so i i it's i i like take five more than than llama uh because llama definitely is much more of a all right well whatever the cards end up being is whatever the card like the only decision is do i stay in or do i go out now how how bad sure. do i want to hurt whereas this one's more of a how, if i do this it could hurt bad but if it doesn't <laughs> hurt bad it could be so good <laughs> yeah <laughs> I I can t- I totally understand that. Um, yeah, well there you go. So that there's the two sides of the corn right, corn right there. Um, yeah, so that's llama. Would your or, no? That's not llama. <laughs> that's take five. Would your mom like? It? I know you want to play llama. <laughs> I, I really want to get a game of llama going right now. Uh, would your mom like it? I I bet she would actually. I could see your mom liking this game. I I, I it is less of a silly game than your mom that i think your mom kind of leans towards but i also think your mom likes the ab- would like the abstract strategy of this i think i think she would get it really e- easily and i think she would be uh into it so 
I am going to say this is a maybe yes. And uh, what do you think? Have you played this with your mom? I have played right this. Track. I have oh, played this with my mom. I actually had to look because I didn't remember if I actually played it. With the, maybe it was a fever dream. Uh, <laughs> I did play this with my mom and and the rest of my family. She did enjoy it. I don't think she loved it. Although then again, I also played llama with her as well. Yeah, Sometimes apparently llama. My mom loves llama. Uh, but uh, it, I think Lama may have overshadowed this. It's possible I never brought that. We would have played this more. Uh, but she does it. Definitely enjoys it. I don't know if she was gangbusters for it. Uh, but I think she definitely understood better about what kind of cards she should be playing. So she wasn't completely in the dark, but she wasn't completely in the zone of what the best card is uh, to play at times. Uh, but. You know, she had a, a reasonably good idea of what to do. I just think long term she might not have uh, c- compared to, say, something like Monster Crunch, where most of the time she's like, I don't really know what the best thing to do is. Uh, she's just like, all right, this is low enough. I can I can squeak this in as long as someone doesn't screw me up. She at least has a reasonable idea of like this is might might be what happens if I play this card. So she's definitely more in the game. Uh, and then she definitely has those moments of how dare you? Oh, this stinks. I got to take all these cards. Or, well, tough. You know, you're going to have to live with what I just did to you type of a thing. Uh, so I think it ranks higher than Monster Crunch, but probably lower than Llama to my mom. So it's def- definitely in the maybe yes. Uh, but take that for you. Well, I I should not do that where I rank it between other games. I shouldn't do relative scores for my mom because that is going to lead to dark tunnels for all the rest of the game. So I'm never doing right. that again. <laughs> well, there you go. Now you have yeah, learned a lesson and brought a game out that everyone likes. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. That's take five. And I... Uh, let's see. I, I feel like I'm missing something. Am I missing something? You're not missing anything. Okay. See, I, when we do it in order, it throws me more than if we don't do it in order. I don't know why. I don't know why this is stopping my brain that makes me all like something's not right. But what anyway, you should do is, is wherever you're doing the pot, you should just get a poster that just has the order of things. There you go, Introduce like the game. Tell you how to play. Talk about, you know, how we feel about it. Yeah. Taking it out. Who would like to play it? Would my mom like to play it? Like and then it. any and then any extra stuff and then outro stuff. And there we go. And that's our, we'd be out in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> these these podcasts wouldn't just they just wouldn't last as long. Drag on. <laughs> well, all right. That's not you know. I'm in a way I'm actually considering that because <laughs> I have terrible memory about this stuff. But that is take five, everybody. And uh, right. yeah, it is it is a solid game. I think it definitely there's definitely um, people that I I could see why this game has been around for such a long time and how it, it's gone through so many reprints or just it's still being printed. I should say not reprints, but um, yeah, I could definitely see why it's around still and why people like this game. And it's uh, just a great one to be able to grab and throw on the table, explain very easily, and then you're into it. So take five, 1998, a little 1998 flavor coming at you. Mm. All right, everyone. all right. Hold up. Before you get to that, now I need to add the extra stuff. Uh, oh, beca- okay, yeah. Because if you try and purchase this game, uh, chances are if you're in America uh, and you're buying the Take 5 version, you can't find just Take 5, which is what prevented me from getting this game sooner. Uh, because I'm like, I just want to get Take 5. I don't want to get this other stupid game that they tacked on as well. Uh, because if you get it, you have to get the other. Like, You might be able to find just Take 5. Uh, but in America, it's going to be Take 5 and Take a Number. Uh, which 
is essentially, it, it, as I mentioned before, it's six nimt in uh, Germany. This take a number is x nimt in Germany. Uh, so it's it's basically take five on crack, as some people might put it. Uh, it. It it reduces it down to instead of four rows, there's three rows, and the time that each row exhausts itself is based off of a per so like one row. Once it's filled up to three, it's filled, and then another one, it's four, and then another one is five. So when you add the next highest one, then you'll – so the rows are shorter and there's fewer rows. Uh, they do limit this one to four players, which is good, <laughs> uh, which probably means it's better for – I haven't played it at two players, but it's probably better at two players. Uh, but the other thing, not only are the rows smaller and shorter, uh, you each have your own personal row. Uh, that is in front of you. Uh, and mm -hmm. the way it works is whenever a row, you have to take a row, it doesn't go into a scoring pile. You will take one of those cards and place it in your row, in your personal row in front of you. And then the next time you have to take a card, you will have to take one of your cards and place it in front of that one. But the rule is still the same. You must place a card that is higher than your previous one. Uh, all other cards that you got, because uh, as I said, you only place one in that row, go into your hand. So your hand just keeps getting bigger. Uh, if at any point in time you can't add a card onto the row because it's too low, uh, that means all of the cards that are in your personal row, those go into your scoring pile. Uh, and then you will add that one on there, and all other remaining cards that you ha picked up go into your hand. So this just keeps, it's your, It's a game that just doesn't end. It's one big round that just keeps going over and over again. It's a little bit more complicated. Uh, and I honestly, it's, I haven't played it that often because Take 5 t tends to take precedent. So I've completely forgot exactly when it ends. Uh, I think it's when someone runs out of cards in their hand uh, and then you score things. Uh, and every penalty bullhead on a number still in the player's hand counts as one point uh every penalty point on the number card in their number pile in that little row uh is counts as two points and every penalty point in their uh or sorry the one in their scoring pile is two points and all the ones in your row don't count at all so if you just have one gigantic row and didn't put anything into a scoring pile they don't they don't do anything so it's the only thing that counts as points are things left in your hand and things that are left uh in your scoring pile and then basically after it's two rounds that you play just two rounds you don't base it off a of score whoever's lowest score wins um so okay. it's it's definitely more intense. It's definitely way more of a thinker of, wait, all right, I picked up these scoring cards. What one do I want to do? Or it might just be something like, I don't care if I pick up that scoring pile. I can easily put, if I can pick up that scoring pile, I can just put that number right in front of that number. It's a three, then a four. I don't care. I would love to pick that up. So it's definitely a game more of, all right, what pile do I want to pick up and less of I don't want to pick up any pile. Uh, there may right. be times where you don't want to pick up any pile, but there are definitely times where you're like, yeah, I, I want to pick up a pile now because if I wait too long, I'm going to have to pick up a pile I don't want, and I don't mind picking up this pile. So, and also, if I pick up that pile, I get all these cards in my hand, which gives me more options in the future. So it's it's <laughs> a little bit more of a zany, but definitely crunchier uh, than Take 5 is. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Well, there you go. So now you've got two options. <clears throat> 
All right. Well, that is take five. Uh, there are no other expansions as far as I'm aware of, right? That you're, uh, I no, think. I think there's another one called Eleven Nymphed, uh, but I don't know if there's an English version of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we could go on and on about the German equivalencies. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I do have a slogan today, everybody, and this <gasps> is Car- – I know. Uh, you can thank my wife for this. This is care of my wife, Shelley. So she your helped, wife has a slogan. My wife has a slogan, which I am the middleman with for, but uh, I like this one. This makes me laugh. So here, are you guys ready? Here we go. Uh, games give you a way to dabble in being an asshole, even if you're super nice in real life. That is absolutely true. Of, of Probably other things as well, but board games for sure. I always love in game nights where you have like the most timid people sometimes come out and are the most aggressive take that-ish play styles and i always get a kick out of that like oh my god where did you come from um there i go that's a pretty good one i'm happy that with is that by one. far your longest slogan it is it was it's so couple... long i have forgotten how it ends it i have to i'm gonna have to listen to the recording of this afterwards <laughs> to get the rest of the quote yeah i'll i'll text it to you all right <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, you can get a hold of us in a couple different ways if you'd like. Of course, on Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com. Scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form there. We would love to hear from you. We hope you guys are all getting some games played, and uh, we will catch you all on the next episode. Take a bye. <laughs>